Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. We are just about five weeks away from the start of practice. Season tickets will be arriving in the mail very soon. Most preseason magazines are out and the very best of them, the Wolverine magazine was in my mailbox this week. We'll have plenty of time for season preview shows in August. But today, Steve Lorenz from 24-7 Sports is back for our monthly recruiting update. As I'm sure you've heard by now, it was a big weekend for Jim Harbaugh and his staff. Six verbals in the last week. It's a top 10 class and ranked just ahead of Ohio State as the best in the Big Ten. We should be excited about this class, but keep in mind it's only June and much can change between now and the signing days in December and February. No one covers Michigan recruiting better than Steve Lorenz from 24-7 Sports. He joins me next here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. for our June monthly recruiting update and what a month it is, or at least, uh, well, it's ending up that way, Steve. Steve Lorenz from 24-7 Sports. Great to have you back, Steve. Thanks, Mike. Well, we knew last weekend would be very important for Michigan's class of 2019, Steve. We talked about that the last time, and we'll get to the new verbals in just a minute, but would you say it exceeded everyone's expectations? I I think to an extent. um, I know they went into this visit weekend with a plan, uh, it's obviously a weekend they've been targeting for a while. Uh, I think by and large, I think I'm assuming the staff expected to get multiple verbals, uh, whether it was maybe the exact list that has verbaled, I don't know. Uh, but I do know that it was a weekend that they had really kind of geared their summer around this date and then the barbecue at the end of next month, kind of the two days that the recruiting team was kind of uh, building towards and Really, I mean, I feel like the staff kind of deserves it. I think there's been a lot of unfair criticism of the way they've been recruiting, um, you know, and, and for them to get a couple guys who were literally at the top of their board, uh, I think was, was great for the staff. Gives them a little bit of momentum going into July for the barbecue and then, you know, heading into the season. So uh, I, I think it was, uh, I'd say it probably slightly exceeded expectations. Uh, but I think also, I think it was, they were due to get a few, it had been a while, you know, since they'd really strung together, uh, you know, a couple, couple of good ones. Well, as of this morning, we have 16 verbals in the next class, six of them in the last week. Well, let's talk about these new additions, Steve, and get your thoughts on them. Uh, starting with Mozzie Smith, uh, a kid who we've been talking about through the entire process, uh, four star, uh, six, three, two ninety out of uh, Grand Rapids. Talk about him. Yeah, I mean, a top target at defensive tackle for who knows how long at this point. Originally was battling Notre Dame. I think Michigan, you know, caught, not necessarily catch wind of it, but once Notre Dame kind of started to maybe take the lead, I think Michigan really, really turned the heat up. Uh, you know, that was months ago. I mean, that's why he's been a top target for them for pretty much since the process began since they offered him. So, um, and that 
I think Penn State was the other program that had kind of emerged maybe as a contender, but really, I mean, this is a guy I think we all kind of had pegged into the class at, at some point. It was just a matter of when he was going to do it. Um, you know, great plug in the middle. You know, I think defensive tackle is a spot they need at least maybe. I don't know if they'll take another. I think Chris Hinton could slide inside. Uh, but but a true a true like potential one tacker uh, nose tackle in the middle I think Smith kind of fills that role and uh, yeah another nice win for Greg Madison he's done a great job on the defensive line I think they're kind of building a, a potentially great defensive line class there's a couple spots I think still left there for and, and I think now uh, they can maybe focus on the elite elite you know and don't have mm-hmm. to do all the legwork to you know, evaluate and, and maybe find some diamonds in the rough. I think now they can put all their attention on, you know, the five-star types. So, uh, yeah, Mozzie was a, a great addition. Uh, beat, you know, they beat Ohio State. Ohio State was still recruiting him. Uh, I already mentioned Notre Dame, Penn State. You know, Michigan State hadn't really recruited him for a while, but they, he did have an offer there. They liked him early. So, um yeah, nice win, uh, but kind of one of those I think we all kind of figured. I think the crystal ball had been almost 100% Michigan for months now. So that was one of the ones that I guess you could say we sort of had a hunch it was going to take place this weekend. You know, just that mm-hmm. he'd, only had taken, he'd only visited Penn State. He had kind of been taking the process slow. We knew he was a heavy Michigan lean. I just it made sense for him to maybe get it over with. Well, reading the message boards over the weekend, fans were very excited about uh, Mozzie Smith. The one that seemed to draw the most as far as uh, people uh, tweeting and on Facebook was a uh, young man, the running back, 6'2", 215, from Westlake Village in California, Zach Charbonnet, four-star kid. And I've seen a bit of uh, tape on him, Steve. He he looks like uh, the real deal. So he was the number one running back target on their board. And, and Mike, you know, they were excited about Mozzie Smith and Charbonnet because they were four-stars. Can't get excited about the other ones is you got to see how many stars they have next to their name uh, before fans can get excited about yeah. them. So that's why the excitement was so big for those two guys. But with, but in all seriousness with Zach, uh, number one running back target on their board, we've been reporting it for months. It wasn't just a, Hey, they got this commitment. He was their number one back uh, with, we've talked about Quivaris Crouch a lot as a guy that really could play both ways in college. So I don't, you know, he, and, and he could play running back, but he's the guy that they're really telling he can play linebacker or running back or both, you know. And so as far as a guy that they're strictly recruiting at running back, Charbonnet was definitely the number one target. Uh, very quiet, enigmatic kid. I know before we got on, I told you he, he's only done one interview that I've ever seen, <laughs> and it was our guy had to go to his school. I would bet anything that his offer list is much larger than what his profile suggests he just does not matter of fact he had held a Michigan offer for about three months before I actually found out that he had one um let alone that he was the top back on their board uh so that tells you and and in this day and age it's not really easy to do that anymore no uh, let alone play at a big I mean he plays at a big time program the number one player in the country uh Kayvon Thibodeau plays at the same program if that tells you the contrast you know and and, uh how quiet he's kept things so really in my opinion uh, i think he's one of the biggest verbals they've gotten the last two or three cycles i think he's a guy who's he already is a four-star but i think his rating and ranking is going to go way up Uh, i think he's one of the top five backs in the country 
I think he's going to probably be a top 100 prospect. I know Barton Simmons, our uh, director of scouting, loves his game, has mentioned him multiple times. And uh, Greg Biggins, our West Coast analyst, did a nice write-up you know, for 24-7 after the commitment, said the same thing, said he feels like he's one of the five best backs in the country on film. So, um, But again, doesn't go to the opening, doesn't go to the camps and all that kind of thing. So, you know, it's you're going solely off game film. But again, uh, it's just, it's, he's one of those players, you turn on the film, you don't have to be like a guru of any kind to watch that film and say, this guy's really, really good. And uh, to me, he's a little bit, uh, compared him the other day to a, sort of like a Leonard Fournette light. Uh, I could never compare somebody to Leonard Fournette because his high school film was unbelievable, but he does have that combination of power and speed and, and neither of those attributes really uh, diminish the other, you know, so he Mm -hmm. can run fast with power and and maintain that speed too. So uh, I, you know, really it's, it's, you know, running back, I think has been a position that fans have kind of maligned on the recruiting trail uh, even though, again, you go back to last year, Christian Turner was legitimately one of their three or four top backs on their board. Uh, they loved him. Uh, but Charbonnet was number one. Kind of gives Jay Harbaugh uh, a really, really nice win on the recruiting trail. And, uh, yeah, I mean, really couldn't understate how big this one is. Uh, he's a guy that they really, 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 really wanted. Well, I know you and I, during our monthly updates, we talked about some tight ends uh... Eric All, six four two twenty five from Fairfield, Ohio. I just cannot remember talking about this kid. How long has Michigan been on him? Not too, too long. Uh, I think you know there was Luke Deal who committed to Auburn. I don't know, probably about a month and a half, a couple mm-hmm. months ago. Was their top guy for a while. Uh, they've also recruited Isaiah Foskey out of out of California uh, for a while as well. Uh, when Deal committed to Auburn, I think All is kind of the guy that maybe moved up to the forefront of their board. Uh, they had offered him shortly before deal committed, um, but then really picked things up after that. You know, there were a couple other guys. There was a kid named Josiah Mayaman out of, out of New Jersey who actually came out and visited uh, shortly after, uh, uh, maybe about two weeks ago, uh, and Michigan offered, had him up on campus. But I think they felt more comfortable with all uh, who'd been up there twice in the last month, including uh, he camped there too uh, at the elite camp a couple Mondays ago and, and was really, really impressive. So uh, really a guy, you know, another guy, we probably talk about Barton Simmons, our director of scouting uh, after all committed. It's another guy that he said is going to move up the rankings too. And uh, you know, I, I, I always say tight end uh, quarterback and that like H back fullback type position. If Michigan does recruit it, those are three positions that Michigan fans should really just be comfortable with whoever the staff takes. The track records are too long. Uh, the development is, is there. I mean, you know, yet McCune was a 83, I think, mm-hmm. or an 84 and played in his, you know, played as a first year uh, guy and then is now primed to, you know, I think to continue his progression in year three after having a nice year last year. So, you know, they just, they know what they're doing there. And then all's a real, very, very natural pass catcher. Interested to see his development as a blocker, but that's kind of always the deal with these high school tight ends because a lot of them are just kind of either they're either undersized offensive linemen or they're oversized wide receivers, you know. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of the the job that is there is to kind of get them closer to a true tight end, you know, whatever direction that may be. So 
Uh, interested to see where he goes there. But, but again, I think he had uh, Iowa, Minnesota. I want to say Florida State had just offered Wisconsin, who's again Wisconsin, Iowa. I mean, they know what a tight end is too, you know. And so, a great, great addition for them. I don't think they're. I think they could be done at tight end. I think they're still going to recruit Foskey, uh, who I believe we've talked about a couple times. Uh, but besides that, I think it's really him or bust, in my opinion. So, um, and, and maybe they won't even push hard. I just don't know how many spots they have. Tight end was, I think, a spot they only wanted one. Um, but we'll have to see. So, nice win out of Ohio. Uh, Al Washington continued to do a really good job there for them. And and uh, I like him. Again, another guy I think will move up the right. He'll probably be a four-star here very shortly so people can like him. Well, late last week we got a, an, another Ohio recruit, one that I find intriguing because I really had not heard any mention of uh, Joy Velasquez. Six foot, 205 pounds of safety in high school from a very good program, St. Francis de Sales uh, in Columbus. He was a commit to Ohio State, but a baseball commit, supposed to be maybe the number one baseball player in the state of Ohio. So I've been reading that Don Brown, very interested in using him at Viper, but somewhat of a surprise there, Steve. I think a little bit. I mean, he'd been on the radar. Uh, I want to say, I'm trying to think of when they offered him. Um, it was a little out of nowhere when they did offer him, but there was, it was, yeah, the baseball situation was something I think that kind of had to be worked out. He had to to go talk with uh, Bakic about whether it be a fit at Michigan, which, yeah, like you said, I think he's one of the top prospects in the Midwest. So it's not like the Michigan baseball is going to say no. So, (laughs) um, and they get him without scholarship. His scholarship is going to go towards football. So they pretty much get him, I, I believe, you know, without, counting a scholarship against them if I if I know the rules correctly and uh yeah he's one going to be very very interesting uh as far as evaluations go because he's a guy that despite playing at a nice program like the sales is has not really been evaluated much mm-hmm. so our Ohio guy Bill Green who does a great job in the state of Ohio uh, is definitely going to make a point to to give him some some good evaluations I know his kind of big picture evaluation of him without knowing a ton about him is that he's a perfect fit for that Viper spot. Uh, I know the one thing that they really liked about him compared to maybe some other guys they were recruiting there was his physicality at the position, which we know, I mean, really finesse isn't really something Don Brown seems to really be all that big on necessarily, uh, especially in the front seven. And so he's, he's physical kind of reminds me of Hudson in that if you've seen him, He's, I mean, he's jacked. He's a big kid, and he's he's very strong. Um, and then, then obviously the multi-sport stuff. We know Jim Harbaugh. A lot of college coaches nowadays are, are really big on that stuff. So he's one of the he's kind of the intriguing addition as far as like I think everybody's gonna learn, have to learn more about him from our standpoint. Obviously, the Michigan coaches saw what they needed to see. He had a great camp. He went to camp as well. He'd already held the offer, but I think they still wanted to see him in person at camp. Uh, he impressed, and here we are. So, going uh, to be really interesting, you know. But again, it's like what I've been saying is Don Brown is like John Beeline. Like, yeah, shouldn't be doubting their recruiting or who they like. They've done it for so long, and they've had such, especially at that Viper spot. I mean, Matt Milano was a nobody when he recruited him to Boston College, and the guy was an All American, you know, before he left. And now we've seen he, he got Jabril Peppers to the Heisman ceremony. And then Klee Cousin looks like he's going to be one of the best defensive players in the country this year. 
you know, and so he knows what he's doing at that spot. I think they like what they saw, obviously, and, and felt comfortable enough to move forward. Well, if anyone's been listening to us do our monthly updates, Steve, we've been talking about how Michigan has really continued to hit in the Peach State in Georgia. And last week that paid off for over the weekend. DJ Turner, who's a cornerback, he's rated as a three star, 5'10, 170, 170 pounds, I should say, out of Sewanee, Georgia. Have they been on recruiting him a long time? Yeah, they have. And, and really, uh, if I was to compare DJ's recruitment to anybody, it'd be Jamon Green from last year and that he was one of the first cornerbacks they offered. Mm-hmm. They recruited the heck out of him for the duration of the process, and they got him. Um, and, yes, and they both actually had the same rating. I think Jamon was an 88 as well, but was a guy that really was a take for them the entire time. And uh, so in that, that that's what I look at. <laughs> You know, and again, you look at what Michigan's done at cornerback. I think they know what they're doing there uh, with evaluations and production. So, um, and not to mention, I mean, Turner had Clemson, Georgia, Notre Dame, Florida, Alabama. Like he had a lot of big time programs that it offered. Now, I think for a few of those, he might not have been a a take anymore. Uh, I know he was still for, I believe, Clemson, Florida, Notre Dame for sure would have absolutely taken him which again should be good enough for you know anybody out there that wonders about the 88 rating or whatever but yeah. um yeah no i mean a guy that he's another one that i think we figured was probably going to end it here pretty shortly and, and michigan had held a lead for a really long time you know and that's kind of a thing it isn't a hey alabama may be cool on him now michigan can get him i mean michigan got him on campus at least four times i believe during his recruitment so um he's great friends with chris hinton which I think probably helped him a little bit here. Um, but obviously he liked enough on his own uh, to, to make, go through with the commitment. And, yeah, I mean, he, he is. He's a top target for them for months, uh, months and months and months, if not longer. I mean, so just like Green was. I mean, that's what Green Green committed earlier in the process. He committed in April last year, uh, but was the same deal where Michigan was on him immediately and recruited him harder than anybody else for a longer amount of time. And then it paid off. So I, I, I look at those two as as relatively similar, uh, at least in the way their recruitments played out. Well, the last of the uh, the six most recent uh, verbals was George Johnson, the third uh, listed as an athlete, 5'11", 180 pounds from Stewart, Florida. He also is a three star. What are the plans for him that you've heard of, Steve? Uh, I would suspect he'll probably play receiver. At least that'd be his primary position. But you know, Michigan has shown a a like for taking the quarterback turned athlete. You know, I, I, you look at Michael Barrett last cycle. I think Johnson's similar player. Uh, I probably liked Barrett a little bit more off of the film, but I really liked Johnson as well. Uh, a guy that just a dynamic playmaker. And I think it's, it's difficult sometimes I'd say for like our analysts to great a guy let's say because Michigan is recruiting him as like a slot receiver but he'll also be a guy maybe they could throw him in a wildcat or maybe even give him a couple carries in the backfield mm-hmm. something like that like it's exactly how they're going to use Barrett I think Barrett starts out in the slot and then they try they also mix mix in some different packages to get him the ball eventually and it can be kind of difficult to evaluate a guy properly I guess uh when not a ton of his film is at slot receiver because he does play quarterback for his high school team. Uh, so, but again, you know, Michigan saw him live, you know, Georgia's offered and wanted him 
Florida State just offered and wanted him to. Uh, you know, so that they again go down to Florida, beat two big time programs for a player that they that both of those big time schools wanted. Uh, I suspect his recruitment. I don't. I mean, because he's from Florida, it's not going to stop other programs from maybe pursuing him, even with the commitment, obviously. So, you know, and he had just gotten all three. He had just gotten Michigan, Florida State, and Georgia within the last month. You know, so I could still see some other big time programs maybe stepping in here. Um, but great addition again. I know they, they just love the versatility uh, on both sides of the ball, uh, but but really offensively they've 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 really taken a liking to these quarterback athletes uh, who really just kind of look natural on the football field. I mean that was the thing about Barrett. You know you just watch his film. He just looks like a guy that knows what he's doing and uh, is a great athlete to boot. And then that's kind of the way I feel about about Johnson too. So always nice to go down in Florida and, and be Florida State for a kid i mean there's just yeah. no there's no better you know can't do much better than that really and uh matter of fact i mean florida state offered him it was less than a week ago i mean he was just there it was right before he came up to michigan for the official and uh, i think it gave him pause for a second i think he was the michigan lean heading in florida state offered gave him pause but he still decided to go with michigan so um you know that that's that's great you want to do that you know, you want to beat the Florida States and the, the, the Georgias for guys like that whenever you can. Well, as we said, it was the biggest recruiting weekend, visit weekend of this cycle. A lot of big time kids uh, were here for the weekend. One of them who seemed wowed by the visit was uh, Aeneas DeCosmo. He's from Bergen Catholic in Jersey. He just went on and on, especially about the the academic piece. What does your crystal ball say about him right now? So my crystal ball has been on Michigan for a while. Um, it switched to Stanford. I didn't switch mine. Make that clear. You always got to tout yourself a little bit when you feel like you're going to be right. Um, he visited Stanford, really liked it. A lot of the crystal balls went over to Stanford. I've been told the whole time Michigan felt like they could win this one in the end. Uh, they duly impressed on the official visit as I expected them to. I think he's a great fit from both an athletic and just uh, kind of just a, a social fit. I don't know the right way to say it. He kind of reminds me of like a Grant Newsom type kid, like a very, very, very bright kid who really is serious about the academics. Matter of fact, I think Grant's one of the kids that posted him uh, while he was on campus or one of the guys he spent some time with, which is smart. You know, in Michigan, in my opinion, if Michigan uh, – gives a kid to Grant Newsom to spend time with. That means that Michigan thinks that there's a really, really good shot with him because Grant's such a good ambassador uh, for the program and for the university, uh, both athletically and academically. Um, you know, the kind of kids that they think will be a fit are the type of kids that they would put with Grant. So, um, and the other thing about Aeneas is more than, I think maybe Lance Dixon, who is not going to go to Michigan, uh, I think those two guys, DeCosmo and Dixon, of anybody on their board, I think are the best fits for what Don Brown likes to do defensively as far as there are so many different ways that they could use him defensively. I think they're going to recruit him at Sam linebacker spot, but he's a guy I think could put his hand down at some point. He can rush the passer. He can play in coverage a little bit. Uh, I think he's a perfect fit for them defensively. I think he, and it's why he's been a top target for them for basically since they offered. Uh, so I think right now, I think Michigan's probably in a good spot. Uh, and I think he's probably going to decide 
probably about a month or so from now. I think he said early August is what he was targeting. Um, but again, my crystal ball's on Michigan. I don't believe he's heading to Stanford. I think he was going to go see UCLA. I don't know if that's going to happen now or not. I think it is going to be either Michigan or Stanford. Uh, and I just, I feel like, I feel like Michigan did enough here, um, but we're, we're going to have to see. So great kid though. Really unique. I think his dad used to work for Nickelodeon. Uh, yeah, no, very unique family. It seemed like a very cool family. Uh, you know, I saw, you saw the interview probably with Sam yeah. on our site and uh, his dad's a very, very insightful guy. Very, you know, uh, just good people. And again, I think, get, I mean, that, that'd be a great fit at Stanford too. Right. I mean, I'm not saying it's, you know, but it, but they are a great fit. The family and the, and the kid are a great fit for Michigan, both on and off the field. With us on our monthly recruiting update, talking about a big weekend for Michigan football is Steve Lorenz from 24-7 Sports. Steve, there was one defection, a couple of misses in the last few weeks. The defection was to Corey Couch out of Florida. I don't think that surprised you, did it? No. I mean, it's, it's kind of a... If I could say it on the podcast, damned if you do, damned yeah. if you don't type deal where, you know, they had, they hosted, he wanted to come up for the official in April. You can't say no if you're Michigan. You definitely can't say no if he says he wants to commit. But then here you are, you know, Hollywood Chaminade's like 10 minutes from Miami's campus. And it's like he commits the whole time. Miami's probably like, they're probably thinking it's good that he committed to Michigan this early because now they got the rest of the process to flip him and he's already used his official visit to Michigan, you know, so if he goes back up, he's got to pay his own way up there. Uh, don't know his family's deal in that regard, but it's either way, it's not easy uh, to pay your own way all the way up to Ann Arbor from, from Miami, I would assume. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it was kind of one of those things where, yeah, I mean, it's one of the least surprising decommitments that I can ever remember uh, from covering this. And then, you know, it's unfortunate because, He's a, he is. He's a very, very talented player. Uh, was a perfect fit. They want that slot type nickel cornerback. Uh, I think Turner could be that guy, but Turner's also, he's 5'11, though. I mean, Turner could play on the outside. That's no different than Lavert Hill. He's about the same size as Lavert Hill. You know, so I, I don't think Turner's a guy that is, is destined to play in, on the inside. You know, he's a guy who could play on the outside, too. So, uh, so yeah, no, no surprise there. I mean, he's already committed to Miami. So, and that's, you know, a done deal, I would assume. So, uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, kind of a foregone. It was weird. Uh, him committing in April may have lessened Michigan's chances of actually signing him, if that makes any sense. Uh, you know, just because, like I said, Miami probably sitting there like, good, this is a good thing. You know, I know our Miami, Miami analyst the day he committed said, well, that's not going to last very long. You know, and so I was like, yeah, you're probably right. So, well, it is funny. I mean, the whole process, some of the things you hear, as soon as he uh, flipped to Miami, he, he tweeted that, um, you always knew he'd end up in Miami, so you just have to laugh yeah. at some of this. So. <laughs> oh, you're telling me. I mean, and it's and it's you know. But the funny thing is, oh, Mike is like I kind of said to myself after I read that, I was like, yeah, I kind of thought you'd end up in Miami too, to be honest. <laughs> like, I actually, I think I agree. You know, so and that's what's like. The way, I tried to dig a little bit on that about you know, it's like do you host a kid in April. What do you do in that situation? And, and the, what I was told is that from Michigan standpoint is you just, you have to kind of try to approach it on a case by case basis. Sounds like they felt comfortable with his family as far as like that they were in on Michigan and that, you know, you know, so I don't know, again, this, we had talked about this heading in, you know, that this is going to be kind of a learning curve or a, it's just a whole new thing, you know, for this, for this staff. And, 
uh, when schools down south aren't even hosting kids on officials in the spring because they know that's where all the talent already is. They can just drive to those programs when they want to visit, and then they can wait. You know, if you're Georgia, you're hosting LSU for a big game this year. You can just wait and host all the kids in the season, whereas when you're Michigan, you got a big kid from Miami that wants to come up and visit, pretty much got to take him when he wants to come up. You know, you can't really say, no, no, wait until the game against Penn State or something like that. You know, you got to kind of take your chance, you know. So, so it would be interesting, like, at this time next year, you know, to see how they approach the spring official visit season because, uh, you know, say they got burned a little bit here. But, again, I mean, it's, it's just – it's like I said, if you're darned if you do, darned if you don't type deal. So, uh, yeah, that's the stuff I like. It's interesting dynamic to me, how they're yeah. going to handle that and stuff. You know, a couple of in-state kids got away over the weekend, Steve. Uh, five-star Devontae Dobbs from Belleville chose Michigan State. And four-star quarterback Dewan Mathis from Oak Park. He flipped from the Spartans to Ohio State. And I just wondered when I read that. And I know we've talked about especially Devontae Dobbs uh, – along the way, but was, uh, was Michigan really in on either of those guys? Not for a while. Uh, I'm actually glad Devonte committed. So I don't have to answer questions about him anymore. Um, that was one of the most annoying parts of this cycle, which stinks. Cause he's a, he's a great kid. Uh, and he's going to be a really good player for Michigan state. Uh, cool little story about him. He actually got his dad to quit smoking. So always check in with him every once in a while to see if his, if he's stayed on it and he, and he has, I thought that was really cool, you know, but he's a really nice kid, good kid, um, great pickup for Michigan state, but Michigan really hadn't been a factor there for a while for whatever reason. So, uh, they didn't make his top eight, uh, which whatever, um, pretty clear though. Like he had gone an official to Auburn. He had other officials scheduled, uh, funny how recruiting works. Pretty sure. I mean, we, we all figured he was going to go to Michigan state, and uh, I think Michigan State, after Michigan had a big weekend, I think Michigan State probably said, hey, like, you know, time maybe time for you to go public. We need to build up some momentum here ourselves. Like, I just don't think it's a coincidence. I think he had an official visit to USC uh, sometime in, like, in the next couple, in the next week or whenever, the, maybe when the dead period was over, I can't remember. Uh, but he had a few other ones scheduled, too. Uh, so for him to end it kind of abruptly is, uh, I think, Michigan State saying, like, hey, you know, like, we need to, you know, Michigan's stealing a little bit of the thunder right now. Let's get the big guy in the boat. I mean, he's the number one player in the state. So, um, you know, do that for them. So, uh, great pickup for them. And with Dewan Mathis, no, Michigan never really showed a ton of interest, uh, mostly because he wanted, you know, primarily at quarterback. I just don't think Michigan was super sold on him at quarterback. I'm interested to see. I think he's the very, very boom or bust prospect. And I, I don't mean that in a negative way. Uh, just I think he's got the tools to be a really, really good, good player. Uh, you know, we'll just have to see. You know, I think it's a interesting pickup for Ohio State. I don't know if they'll take a second quarterback this cycle or not, um, but he was good at the Elite 11. Um, I was a little bit surprised he didn't make the finals, actually, based on where he had ranked in some of the different drills and all the way they ranked the guys and stuff at the thing. So um, good player. Wasn't a guy, though, that Michigan was ever really in on. Really not from the beginning. I've watched him on tape, and I'll give the kid credit. I think it was a good choice for him to go to Ohio State because his style fits more of what Urban does with that offense. Absolutely. And, and you know, I don't I don't I mean Michigan State. I mean, Lewerke's rushing yards are usually off, like, broken plays and, yeah. like, fluky things. But, uh, yeah, definitely more of a natural fit in the way that Herb likes to 
do things down there. And then, and, and yeah, I think he is going to be a, I would say, yeah, I mean, I, would, I think that's a safe bet. He's a better fit there. It makes sense from a, you know, if you're him, you got to look out for your future, you know, yeah. and I think it's a better fit for his future than Michigan state. Maybe not that, you know, that's the thing though, is Michigan state really kind of underrated nationally. Though, as far as the, the, they've developed their quarterback. So really well, you know, so it's suffice to say, they probably would have done a good job with him as well, but it just, yeah, you watch him, you know the type of player he is. It just feels like more of an Ohio State quarterback than a Michigan State quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this uh, next item isn't really recruiting news, uh, more grad transfer news. But last week I thought an interesting story was Berkeley Edwards. Uh, Braylon's brother announced he was going to uh, transfer in for his fifth year to Michigan, uh, coming from central Michigan, which isn't where he started, but where he was last year. Did Michigan pursue him, Steve, or did he ask to come on board? Boy, that's a great question. Um, I would probably probably a mix. I'm guessing there's like probably a mutual deal there. If I had to guess, uh, you know, a lot of the grad transfers, it's just a. And I don't, I don't, don't believe he's going to be count a scholarship. There's going to be a scholarship there, you know. So I don't know if it was a goodwill goodwill deal with the Edwards family or or what. I know Berkeley was a guy that Braylon pined hard for to get an offer from the last staff and he was not happy at all when they didn't. Um, obviously his career hasn't panned out the way that his, he or probably his family anticipated. Uh, I, I don't, I'd probably say, I, I don't know, probably say the answer is somewhere in the middle. I'm sure there was a, mm-hmm. maybe they, if I had to guess, they probably were the ones to reach out first, but you know, Michigan has to reciprocate the interest. I mean, they're under no obligation to, you know, just take, to add a guy to the roster just because, you know, so, and, and I don't feel like that's Harbaugh's style. I feel like they would have had to agree that it was a fit uh, to move forward. And uh, again, that's a thing, you know, Harbaugh's in the me- Harbaugh in the media, you know, talking about that there are scholarship guys who aren't in the 110 right now, you know, so it's not as if this, that him joining the roster really guarantees much even, you know, so, uh, so we'll have to see. That was kind of cool. I mean, it's a good story, you know, Braylon's brother, uh, coming to play for Michigan, but uh, yeah, that was interesting. A very nice story. I mean, um, we'll see what happens with that. The other grad transfer news, and I'm not sure it's even official yet, but I, I saw this last week was uh, Jeff George uh, Jr., or Jeff George's son, uh, who um, I believe was at Illinois. I think he was again last year, but possibly coming in uh, at quarterback for his fifth year. Uh, that was interesting. Yeah, kind of a nothing burger mm-hmm. uh, that people got way too like it's really weird like so when we I know like when we report anything on any quarterback that Michigan is recruiting whether it's like you know they're in the 19 cycle they already have Cade McNamara yeah. they got their sights set on their top guys in 2020 or whatever uh, anytime we report anything on a quarterback people like lose their minds <laughs> as if like you're not supposed to recruit a quarterback every cycle or something that like because because the early returns on Joe Milton are great, that means that Michigan doesn't need a quarterback the next cycle when, in fact, you know, you want to have – that's the, maybe the most important position to have depth at as if, as if last year didn't illustrate to Michigan fans that you want to have depth at quarterback, not, you know, pin all your hopes on one guy, you know. And so, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's – I think uh, – feel like it could be a deal in those types of situations because, you know, he didn't really see a lot of interest from anybody. And I, and I sometimes wonder, again, with the grad transfer stuff, it's not going to count as a scholarship. 
where maybe he's a guy that's interested in coaching and, and, you know, could get to learn the process, learn how to quarterback at Michigan for a little bit. And then, but also kind of pick up, uh, you know, the, the ability to coach. I mean, we've seen how many guys that have left Michigan have come back as like grad assistants or, you know, you got right now, you got Jordan Kovacs on the, on the, you got James Ross helping out. You got, uh, you got all these guys who are, you know, so it could, it could be a, a similar situation to that in my opinion. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, not as if this edition is like he's going to be under center against Ohio State in November. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. like people like see that saw that and they were like, "What? Why are they doing like what? It doesn't make sense." And it's like, no, it's it's not nearly as. And you know, we didn't even promote it that way. We just reported that he was going to be joining the program. That was it. It wasn't built up into like any. At least we didn't. I don't feel like anybody really did. No. I think it was just more of a you know this is he's going to be joining the program. Obviously noteworthy because his dad, I believe, I don't know if they did, they may have played in Indianapolis at the same time. I, Harbaugh and, and Jeff George, I don't know. I'm sure they know each other. I mean, they played quarterback in the NFL at the same time. So, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a pre-existing relationship there. Uh, so it's noteworthy in that regard. But as far as, like, its actual impact on the roster um, next to nil, you know, and I don't mean that offensively to Jeff George Jr. It's yeah. just I, I'm sure everybody knows he's, just, he's probably never going to see the field for Michigan. So... Well, in a couple of weeks, Steve, we, we talked about this a bit earlier. Uh, the barbecue in the big house uh, will be taking place. It's been a huge event uh, since Rich Rodriguez uh, was here. Will that be a weekend that we might expect another round of verbals um, to come from? Uh, if it was, it'd probably be maybe some 2020s. Uh, I feel like they're getting to the point now where they're close. To, I'm not. They're not close to filling up, but they're getting to that point now where they have the foundation set and then they can concentrate on the elites. For the rest of the cycle type thing and I, you, you rarely you know i don't know if the official visit early official visits are going to change the process for some of these top top guys it usually doesn't uh they usually try to take it all away uh so i don't anticipate like what happened last weekend to happen for the 2019 class uh i don't know how many underclassmen they're going to invite to this i assume there'll be a lot of their top guys so if it is it'd probably be more a continuation of, of building that class. But okay. as far as the elite, like 2019, like, like right now, I believe Daxton Hill, five-star safety, Daxton Hill, probably their top target at safety is going to be there or is supposed to be at the barbecue. I don't anticipate that Daxton Hill would commit while on the visit. I don't think he's going to decide uh, before his season. I think he's going to probably wait, you know, that type of deal. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, maybe, could be a guy, could get a guy. I'm just, like, I'm not really having even, we've barely been putting together the visitor list for that. Yeah. Um, but, but it is, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, Rich Rod's enduring legacy, you know, at Michigan <laughs> is the, is the barbecue because it, I mean, it's, it's stuck around and it's, yeah. it's always been an incredibly effective recruiting weekend, you know? So, uh, it is, I mean, it's, it, in a way, I mean, he's still like, it still has an impact, you know, cause it is, it's, it's one of the, uh, Really, without the early official visit weekend, like they had last weekend, without yeah. these early official visits, the barbecue was the biggest off-season recruiting event of the year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so you know, and so that it's it's always been a huge, huge thing for them. I do find it kind of comical that they've kept the name and kept the theme like all the way through, you know, from Rodriguez, but they have. So, um, so yeah, so it's uh, it's always a good event to cover. They're sure they'll get the the visitor list for that is almost always their best of the off season. Um, 
and again, I suspect with the amount of verbals they have now, I think they'll aim towards getting the elite 2019s up and then probably a bunch of 2020s that they really want to. That'd be my guess. Well, at this point, again, Steve, 16 verbals uh, in his class of 2019, and who knows uh, what the final numbers uh, will be. That's going to shake out well into the season. I saw an interesting story a couple of weeks ago, and I really have not seen a follow-up or anything uh, from the Michigan staff. It came out of WTOL-TV in Toledo, uh, mentioning that there could be another couple of open scholarships. They were reporting that Kakoa Crawford and Kareem Walker could be transferring out. Now, that's something, unless I've missed it and all the busy stuff of summer, I haven't seen anything official on that. Have you? Jim Harbaugh told us at Grand Valley that he was leaving it up to the departure departees mm-hmm. or however you would uh, themselves to publicly announce their intentions. Yeah. Uh, I would say that the report out of Toledo is probably more accurate than not. Um, but again, I would not be able to say a hundred percent for sure, just because uh, Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, he explicitly would not get into it. Yeah. I would say this. He gave us the running back depth chart. He gave us like seven names. Kareem Walker's name was not one of them. So, uh, again, you can read in between the lines there, I suppose. And then, uh, like I said, I think I feel like we'll probably, in the relatively near future, we'll probably see a few announcements. I mean, he had him under the 85. Uh, so maybe another one in there too. Uh, so we'll just have to kind of wait and see there, but I would say that the Toledo report is probably more accurate than not. Well, in July, we'll get back together, Steve, and update the class of 2019, maybe talk about 2020, which is starting to heat up, as you mentioned. Uh, But right now, as of late June and looking at this class of 2019, a little better or farther ahead than you thought it might be. I think a little bit, uh, I've always thought 19 had a lot of potential, uh, and the other thing is, like we talked about with Charbonnet, especially mm-hmm. all, uh, I think a lot of the guys that they have verbally committed are, are legitimately going to move up the rankings. So I think that'll really, that'll be good for them uh, as far as the perception goes. I know they don't, it's kind of a, so you care about the perception, but you kind of don't. Like Michigan's confident in who they evaluate and who they take verbals from. They're not doing the whole Wild West satellite camp verbals that they were a couple of years ago where Harbaugh was just, offering and taking guys like without the rest of the staff knowing like just yeah. you know and then having and then kind of having to tell them later like sorry you know like they've kind of cut that out uh which is great you know so i think that they're making not making better evaluations but they're just they're taking guys that they are that everyone is comfortable taking and uh and so i think you know but at the same time though you there is perception involved and, and you want kids around the country to know you're putting together a quote-unquote elite class you know and, and so to, to be on the there I think they're fifth right now I would assume after that there'll probably be some shuffling around here in, in July during the dead period heading into the season I would still I would assume they'll still be in that within the top 10 before the season starts and like I said that's when the kind of the the build for the elite guys really mm-hmm. begins and and you you have you win some of those races and then you're sitting you know, comfortably in the top five or 10. So, and the other thing too, people always got to keep in mind, ranking rule a lot of times will depend on the size of the class too. Yeah, so, uh, you know, so that's, that's something to kind of keep, keep a note of. I think this class is going to be a little bit bigger than what we originally anticipated. Um, but, you know, yeah, I think the foundation is, 
know, they've done very well on the offensive line. I like the guys that they've recruited up front. They're looking to finish with Trevor Keegan. Uh, I think it's kind of the top target there to finish out. I think I know Alan Trew just put in a crystal ball for Michigan. Uh, much like DeCosmo, I've kept mine on Michigan for a long time, even though there were some fluctuations there. I know Ohio State made a big move. It's really probably Michigan or Ohio State for him, um, which would be a nice head-to-head win for Michigan if they can pull that one out. So, uh, you know, you, you get the five guys that they already have up front committed, you put Keegan in there, and you have a, a really, really nice six-man recruiting class up front. And, and so – I think they've done a great job. They needed to address the uh, the offensive line. I think they've done an excellent job there. And then uh, really to get Charbonnet at running back too was huge. Uh, I know they're going to – they're definitely not done there. I know Eric Gray remains a name to watch. Uh, It's a guy who may be deciding in the near future. I think it's Michigan, Alabama, or Penn State. My crystal ball is on Michigan, but I feel like from digging last night, uh, all three staffs are kind of in the dark as to what he's going to do. So that one will be really interesting to see how that pans out. So, um, but yeah, overall, like defensively too, you just, you just, you have to accept who they take if you're a fan, because they've just, they know what they're doing. They've proven it. I mean, it's a, this will probably barring something crazy. I was the third straight year. They'd feel the top 10 defense, right? So they know what they're doing on that side of the ball. And they're still getting guys that are ranked really nicely too. So up front, uh, especially. So, yeah, I think it's a little bit further ahead than maybe I thought it would be. Uh, but again, I, I, you know, they put 14 kids in the pros two years ago. I thought that they would see some of the impact of that in this cycle, and it looks like they are. So, good start. Just got to finish. As you said, very good start. So when we get back together in July, we'll we'll see what happens. You never know the way these uh, recruiting cycles go. So our guest today on the show on our June recruiting update, and it has been a good month uh, for the Wolverines, is Steve Lorenz from 24-7 Sports. Steve, as always, we love having you on the show. My listeners just eat this recruiting stuff up, as you know. So uh, we'll see what happens over the next four weeks and talk in July. Sounds good, Mike. Appreciate it. Quick Hits is next as we wrap it up for another week here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. On Quick Hits today, Coach B and his team will be heading to Spain in August for a three-game tour, which will include stops in Madrid and Barcelona. Coach B said it will be a great educational experience for his team, and the best part is they get 10 practices before the trip gets underway. Quinn Hughes was the number 7 pick in last week's NHL draft, going to the Vancouver Canucks. Hughes has just completed his freshman season and reportedly has not made a final decision as to whether he is coming back for his sophomore season or jumping to the NHL. Thanks again to Steve Lorenz from 24-7 Sports for joining us today. He'll be back in July with our next update. We're on our summer schedule until August when we return to weekly programming and prepare for the fast-approaching season. So our next show will go live on July 13th. Wherever you go this summer, take the Michigan Man with you. Our free show app is available from the iTunes and Google Play stores. You can also hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and Wolverine Sports Radio. If you get the show from iTunes, take a minute to rate or comment on the program. Thank you in advance. That will do it for another show. 
I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Have a great 4th of July weekend, everyone. And until next time, take care, and as always, go blue. Thanks for joining us today on The Michigan Man, here on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Our listener lines are open 24-7 for your calls at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Or email us at themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. That's themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue!